This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. From the Aleut to Kiza to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers cutback podcast time. Welcome to the show. 49ers vs. Chiefs game preview show. I'm excited to get into this matchup. Uh, 49ers looking to bounce back from a tough loss to the Atlanta Falcons. Being on the road is never easy, especially when you stay on the East Coast. But I think the 49ers are coming back home, looking to get healthy, and looking to play a foe that they might have a little bit of uh, revenge wanting to get with. But I think it's more than that. You just want to get healthy and get on the right uh, track. What's up, BV? Says, hopefully Bosa plays. I'm with you. And I think that's one of the, the keys for this week is just what is this 49ers you know, team going to look like? Is Charvarius Ward going to play? Is Trent Williams going to play? Mike McGlinchey. There's so many question marks. You know, you got Jimmy Ward out there with the club. Uh, I think the 49ers overall, if they're healthy, they have an opportunity to win. Uh, that The Kansas City Chiefs are a very good football team. Don't get me wrong. Very good on offense. 
defense. They have some question marks here and there, uh, but they are a good team. They've earned their 4-2 and two record. It's not going to be easy to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, but if the 49ers are healthy, they definitely have the roster and the talent to do so. But what 49ers team are you going to see? Are you going to see the one that went and handled the Panthers? Uh, the, the team that you know has got it done throughout this year, or are we going to see the one that shows up? It's like a, a Dr. Jekyll and Miss Hyde situation. You don't know which team you're going to get from the 49ers. I know a lot of that is usually to do with injuries. Uh, the defense had played so good until Atlanta. The injuries just mounted and were too much. So the 49ers are having some things that they need to overcome, but they have the roster to do so. Hopefully Jimmy Ward plays, even with the club. He's going to be much needed to help stop Travis Kelsey. So this 49ers game is interesting, and I want to take a look at some of the, the Chiefs statistics this year uh, because they've been you know scoring and, and making plays at a high level, which I don't think surprises anyone. Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy got this offense going really well, including scoring nearly 30 points a game. Uh, so the four years are going to have to score points, and they're going to have to try to limit the Kansas City scoring. You do not stop the Kansas City Chiefs. What you're hoping is that you can contain them, slow them down, so that way you can go ahead and be in the middle of this game. You want to be in the midst of the game when it gets to the fourth quarter, have an opportunity to win. That's what you're looking to do. Uh, so, I mean, that is impressive. Another thing that I thought was very impressive about this Kansas City team is how good they are on third down. Their third down efficiency, they're 35 of 70. They're right at 50%. That means 50% of the time they're converting on third down. That's huge. Uh, you need to be able to get off the field. That's something the 49ers can't allow Kansas City to do, to be able to convert on third down at a 50% rate. That is not a recipe for success for a 49ers defense. They need to be able to stop the Chiefs, get off the field, and give more opportunities to the 49ers offense, especially if you get the run game going against this Kansas City team. Uh, that right away, that jumped off the screen at me when I was going through their stats. They're very impressive on offense, and it's an offense that, yeah, the rushing attack is not huge. It's not you know dynamic, but they do make plays with the run game. Uh, they average over 100 yards rushing per game at 106.5. I think that is pretty impressive. So it's not like they are just a one-trick pony. It's not just about Patrick Mahomes going out there and whipping it to his very talented receivers, which he has a bunch of, because when you're looking at their overall uh, roster, they're really good. And I know that they don't have Tyreek Hill. I know that they're missing those guys. They still have Travis Kelsey, though. And Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends in the league, if not the best tight end in the league. And then you've got other guys on there like Juju Smith-Schuster, who has played pretty good this year. Um, he's made a lot of you know a lot of plays. He's had over 370 yards receiving. Mar uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling came over from Green Bay. He's had some catches for them. McCole Hardman, of course, is absolutely dynamic. The speed He's got a lot of it. So they've got some talented players on the offensive side of the ball, which I, do, I don't think surprises anyone the way that this team has looked so far. It's going to be interesting. And Ronnie Montoya says the back of Mahomes' jersey needs to be dirty. I'm with you, Ronnie. They need to make sure that Patrick Mahomes feels it because they need to keep him on the ground. And I think that's one of the, the, the most interesting matchups for sure is the 49ers' uh, defense you know, against Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be an, an interesting matchup. And uh, that is actually the defensive key matchup. I'll get right into it. Um, is make Patrick pay the price, Patrick Mahomes versus D'Amico Ryan's, because 
You have to make Patrick pay the price every time he tries to create and extend plays. He will hold on to the football. He will try to make something happen. And that's when you need to get him to the ground. So Ronnie is spot on. you got to make Mahomes back hit the ground. How do you do that? Well, that's the tough part because you got D'Amico Ryans. What bullets is he going to have in the chamber? Who are going to be these players that are going to be available right now? It's up in the air. If Mooney Ward is going to be available to play corner, uh, you don't know about Nick Bosa. So you've got question marks on this defense. Now, you probably are going to have Jimmy Ward back, potentially Jason Verrett back as well. Those are extra pieces that you can add to your secondary. But what do you do to get after Patrick Mahomes? Now, first off, he is elusive. He's a guy, if, you, if you've watched film, uh, head over to Patreon. There's a scouting report video over there on the Chiefs versus the Bills, and we got into it. We even got into some of the, the key things that Patrick Mahomes tips. He gives things away. If it's going to be a pass or run, with his eyes and the way that he holds his head are little things you can go on. You can go over to Patreon and check that out now. Uh, Mahomes is absolutely spectacular when he creates and extends plays. Nick Bosa talked about that yesterday. But what do you do to stop Patrick Mahomes? Well, number one, you don't stop him. You just try to limit him because where he's the best is outside the pocket. Where he's really good is inside the pocket. And it's, it's scary to say you want him to uh, stay where he's really good, but it's better for your team for you to be able to create the first touchdown against the bills. Uh, Patrick Mahomes gets outside the pocket and gets the ball to the Juju Smith Schuster for a touchdown. So keeping Patrick in the pocket is the key. How do you do that? You've got to make sure you have your rush lane integrity. So your interior defensive line and outside edge rushers need to make sure they rush in the right direction in the right way. So that way they can keep Mahomes in. So what you're trying to do is get the outside pressure, but don't go too, too far upfield where you allow little spots for him to be able to get out and go. Then you also have to have interior pressure from your defensive tackles. They need to get a push to the inside. If you feel like you're not going to be able to get that, which is going to be hard because this Chiefs offensive line is pretty good. Creed Humphrey does a very good job at center. Uh, they have some good players. What you might have to do is manufacture pressure. How do you do that? You're going to have to bring a linebacker. You're going to have to bring a defensive back. By bringing a nickel corner, for instance, you can then rush a different direction and have that nickel corner come from the outside. That could help. Or your edge rusher comes upfield and have the nickel corner come underneath, creating a five-man uh, front and look that goes ahead and keeps Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. That is one of the key for D'Amico Ryans is having that happen. Also, when he wants to have those big vertical plays, you have to get home. Help your secondary out. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, help me help you. And I think that's what the 49ers have to do is keep – Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. Saying all that, though, they need to also make sure they slow up this Kansas City run game. Yeah, the run game is not the most you know dynamic, but they have two capable backs in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, a former LSU product. He does a really good job. He's got a lot of balance. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He is a very dangerous weapon. And then they have the 49ers' old friend, Jet McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon is got so much ability. The speed is not all the way back to what it was when he was in Minnesota, but it's getting close. And he's a dynamic player who can create out of the backfield. He can run the football, but also he can create in the passing game. So it's very, very important to be able to limit the run game early on in this football game. Making the Chiefs one-dimensional will make it easier. Also, because it's Patrick Mahomes and he can create with his legs, you can't run man covers consistently. You can sprinkle it in. You can run it here or there. But you don't want to have your eyes away from Patrick Mahomes. You don't want to be turned and running with the receiver as Patrick Mahomes is trying to locate 
a guy to throw the ball to. So uh, making sure you mix up your man in your zone concepts is going to be very important in this game. And also mixing up and varying your zone concepts. Getting Patrick Mahomes to hesitate, hold on the ball is what you have to do. You have the ability to clamp a lot of his wide receivers as long as you're somewhat healthy in the cornerback room. But you've got to be able to get a pass rush to help them out. So I think that is how D'Amico Ryans needs to go ahead and work on this. So that is my my key matchup is just making Patrick Mahomes pay the price every time he tries to extend plays and then getting off the field on third down, which is going to be tremendously difficult because of how good they are on third down. But one way to do that, make sure they're facing third and longs, win on first and second, so that way you can get a win on third. You can play in front of the sticks. Patrick Mahomes is one of the most dangerous players there is in this league. Some of the throws he made against the Buffalo Bills was absolutely ridiculous. I hope I don't have to see any of that against the 49ers, even though we do know there's going to be a couple of plays here or there where they're going to absolutely light it up. Uh, now let's head over to the other key matchup on the other side of the ball for the offense, and that's going to be excellence of execution. You see Bret Hart there um, because the 49ers haven't executed offense at a high level this season, um, and they need to be able to execute at a high level, especially against the Chiefs. You're going to have to score points. The Chiefs give up 24 points a game. There is, there, this defense is not you know the, the most studly defense in the league. There are opportunities to score points. But the 49ers have to execute. Last week, they left points on the board against the Denver Broncos. They left they left points out there on the field. There has been opportunities to go ahead and stretch it and get wins, uh, wins on offense, and they haven't been able to do it. So they need to execute against Kansas City. They need to score points, take some of the pressure off of your defense, but also they need to occupy the ball. Winning time of possession is going to be huge against Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team. The best defense for the 49ers is a solid offense and a solid run game. Getting it going early and executing is going to be important. Now, if I'm the Chiefs, I'm going in and I'm trying to stop the 49ers from running the football early. Make Jimmy Garoppolo prove he can consistently get the ball out to his receivers and that consistently his receivers can catch the ball and get first downs. That's how you got to attack it. So it's going to be probably early passing from Jimmy Garoppolo to loosen up this defense to be able to run the run game. You're also going to have to have creative run game when you're going against the Chiefs. If the Chiefs are in too deep safety look, run the football, Jimmy. If they're not, then find the, the way to throw the football. So there are some things that you need to do there, but it's really about executing. And WTM, I see your question. I'll get to that in one second. So far, the 49ers haven't had very many plays this season where all 11 guys on offense execute. And that's difficult to get anyways. It's just hard in the NFL. You have 11 matchups that are happening, and you need most of them to go your way for it to be a positive gain. If they don't go your way, you're going to lose. But they haven't had very many situations where they've had close to 11 guys win. They need to start having some of those happen. That is what used to happen when the 40 yards offense was dynamic in 2019, was they had wins. Uh, Kyle Shanahan um, and Chris Verster, the run game coordinator, have to find situations to create uh, win opportunities for them. So they're going to have to do that in this game. And it's not going to be easy because Nick Bolton, their linebacker for Kansas City, is having himself a really good year. Of course, they have Chris Jones, who is an absolute nightmare. And I'm, I'm thinking about that all the time with Jake Brendel being across from him. That doesn't make me feel good at all. And then they got Frank Clark, the edge rusher. A lot of talent in the front seven. But the area that they're weak is in that back, back part of that defense in the secondary. 
because they just don't have the guys. They don't have Tyron Matthew anymore, who is a big-time turnover machine for them. They don't have Charvarius Ward anymore, who's a big-time corner for them. He's with us. So I think there is some weaknesses that you can take advantage of. Now, Reed, their safety is really good. That's, of course, Eric Reed's brother. He does a great job. He's a good safety in this league, and he's coming up. But the 49ers definitely have opportunities to throw the football in this game, and they might have to rely on a passing game early to establish the run. But they can't have three and outs, not in this game. You have to be able to have consistent long drives. Eight to 13 play drives is what the 49ers need in this game because they need to give, keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. And if you look at the past performances against other teams, running the football is what gave uh, other teams a chance to win. And Kansas City can be had. You know, they've had tough losses this year. They've had games they probably should have lost. They should have lost to the Chargers. They should have lost to the Raiders, uh, but they didn't. So there can there is opportunities for the 49ers. Now, WTM says, what's your biggest concern about the Sunday matchup? Uh, my biggest concern is that the 49ers aren't going to be able to get a pass rush on Patrick Mahomes, and he's going to be able to get it going. Uh, against Atlanta, they only had five pressures. Five pressures is not enough. Now, if Nick Bosa's in the lineup, you got to think that's going to go to an uptick for sure. There will also be more opportunities to get after the quarterback because Kansas City just throws at a much higher rate than Atlanta does. Uh, when Atlanta got the run game going, there was no reason for them to throw that many times. And when you're throwing it 15 times in the game, you get five hurries, uh, your ratio is pretty good, right? So I think that you have to get after the quarterback. You have to get after Patrick Mahomes, and you have to hem him up and keep him in that pocket. My biggest concern is that he's going to be able to get outside the pocket and make plays down the field. It is a different vertical passing game than we've seen from the Chiefs in the past. Tyreek Hill being gone, the big reason why. But they still have MVS. They still have McCall Hardman who can stretch this team vertically. I kind of worry about that when you have Tyshawn Gibson out there. I like Gibson. He's played a really good safety. Um, but without Emmanuel Mosley, he's going to be asked and tasked with a lot more. And I'm worried about him getting matched up in a situation where he's on a McCole Hardman or you know he's on a uh, Valdez Scantling. And those guys can make big plays down the field. A little bit concerned about that. And what is up, Sean? Welcome to chat. Says, is Demo our best option at nickel? I think Demo's our best option on the outside. I know Jason Verrett's coming back, but how many how many reps, how many plays is Jason Verrett going to play in this game? I don't think he's going to be playing a full game. I think they're going to ease him in. They're going to play him on several series. But I think Demo Lenore will play outside. You watch the game film. Samuel Womack was outmatched when he played the outside. He struggled in run fits. He struggled against you know, Kyle Pitts. Now, Pitts is a, a, is a beast, but uh, that was Pitts' first touchdown. And in this season was against Samuel Womack and he got, you know, he struggled in that situation. Do you want him on an Island? No, but that's kind of what the foreigners have been doing on defense. So I think Demo's our best option on the outside sprinkle in Verrett with Samuel Womack playing the nickel, which he did in the first two games pretty well. I think that's what the foreigners have to do. And that's why I've been a proponent of let's get Jason Verrett in there. Let's see where he's at. And that way we can make a decision. If we need to go out and pick up a corner, Maybe there'll be a corner available to trade that the 49ers can pick up to play opposite of Charvarius Ward. And if Charvarius Ward doesn't play, um, this secondary is going to be uh, pushed to the limits because that probably means Demo and Samuel Womack are playing on the outsides uh, with Dante Johnson playing in the nickel. Of course, Jimmy Ward can help that as well. I think Jimmy Ward can make a huge impact on helping stop Travis Kelsey. But that is a matchup that I don't think anyone really, really wants to deal with. And Sean says, Chiefs running game is really good in developing also. 
They they are. You know, they're averaging over 100 yards a game. They have talent. Um, this isn't a, a one-dimensional team, but I think the 49ers need to try to make them one-dimensional. Take away the run game early. Take away Edwards Hilaire. Take away Jarek McKinnon. Don't let them get started. And then make Patrick Mahomes stay in the pocket. I think those are keys for this defense. Um, easier said than done. It's not going to be easy to go ahead and stop this Kansas City Chiefs offense. The Chief, the, I mean, the Chiefs offense scores 29 points a game. I think the thing you look at is they also give up 24 points a game. Warriors offense is going to have to be pivotal in this game and limiting the amount of snaps that the Chiefs offense takes is going to be key. Can you get off the field on third down if you're a 49ers defense? Can you stay on the field on third down if you're a 49ers offense? Those are going to be huge. And what is up, 49ers Facebook Forever? How's it going? Welcome. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's one of those things where the team is very, very talented. The Chiefs are. But I don't think that surprises anyone. Uh, and, you know, if the 49ers are rolling in with their starting defense that they had a couple weeks ago, starter, you know, Emmanuel Mosley starting, Tarverius Ward, I think we would say, you know what, this is this is strength on strength. Um, but it's not now. You know, the Mosley's gone. They've had injuries other places. The one thing that will be interesting to see is, is if Kansas City just stays spread the whole entire game, and lets the 49ers stay in nickel with the injuries in the secondary that might be the best way to go for them they don't exactly line up in heavy sets and run it down your throat so it's entirely different from what you just saw against atlanta so whatever you saw against atlanta that's over here this is an entirely different animal an entirely different attack and it's crazy bv50 says the 49er chiefs games bring up memories of the montana versus young game well i like where you went with that yeah that was a uh, very interesting uh montana had himself a game. The Chiefs handled, you know, the 49ers in a big way. Uh, eventually, though, you know, it ended up going. The Niners ended up getting it done. But, yeah, you're right. That does bring up very, uh, I guess, good and bad memories. I was very happy for Joe, but I hated it for my football team. I was very upset when they lost. Um, but I, I think that was what a time that was. I mean, just an interesting time. So, you're right. Anytime they play the Chiefs, it brings up that. Whenever I think of the Chiefs, I think of Derek Thomas. And I think of Christian Okoye. Those are always the two guys I think of. Sean says, is there any way or even a remote possibility of us to get Sue on a one year? I would have to say yes. I, I think there could be a remote possibility. I just don't know what Indomitian Sue's asking for. I don't know what the 49ers will be willing to pay. Um, it would not be a guaranteed contract at this point. It's after the first game, which means you know, the money's not guaranteed, which means he's a low risk, high reward type player. I think the biggest question mark for Indomitian Sue that I can think of is what is he going to be like in the locker room? You just you don't know what kind of dynamic that is. Chris uh, Kasarek was in Detroit with Indomitian Sue. He will understand that dichotomy, but I think that is a big question. We'll see. I think the 49ers would love to be able just to get Armstead and Kinlaw back and roll that way. I don't know if that's the case, though. I don't know what we can get from Kinlaw. I don't know where his knee's at. I think Armstead will be back at some point, but I have question marks about Kinlaw just for the mere fact this always seems to come up. I feel bad for him, but in the long grand scheme of things, you have to make sure you have a healthy rotation on the inside, and Indomitian Sue would definitely help you in that avenue. So I think that there is a remote possibility, but when will the 49ers decide to pull the trigger on that? 49ers Pistol Forever says, you can really pick apart the Chiefs defense weak at the second and third levels. You're right. I mean, besides Nick Bolton, the, the linebacker group is not fantastic. And then when you look at the overall secondary not fantastic. Uh, they have, you know, Reed, he's good. And then everybody else is kind of average, you know, and they do blitz a lot. That's something that they do. So Jimmy locating blitzes 
is going to be important. But with all things, you live by the blitz, you die by the blitz. You know, Spagnola is a very good and savvy defensive coordinator. And the Chiefs defense is really good when they're creating turnovers. One thing they haven't done a lot this year is create interceptions. Uh, only one this year. And they haven't really got it done in a high level that way. They have created fumbles, which means uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., George Kittle, Debo Samuel, hold on to that football. Hold on to that ball, Petey. Uh, we don't want to have any of those. And I'm hoping Kyle Shadahan walks up to them and says, you know, if you fumble this ball, I'm going to break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts because you just cannot allow a turnover in this game. That turnover against the Falcons by Jeff Wilson Jr., the fumble, uh, scoop and score, was absolutely horrid for the way that the 49ers needed to play that game. And I thought that set a bad precedent and tone for that game. Can't give away free points, especially to a Chiefs defense. Make them earn every single stop against this 49ers offense. That is going to be a key. You have to make sure you have the ball. What's up, Marvin? How's it going? Uh, that was Joe's chance to let the Niners know they made a mistake. Yeah, he was going to let them know. Um, never bet against Joe Montana, that's for sure. 49ers Faithful Forever says, would 49ers bring in another edge guy, uh, Farrell from the Raiders? I mean, they could, uh, right? I think uh, somebody else has somebody available as well. I think the Bears, right? Uh, they have an edge rusher available as well. Um, I think that there's going to be edge guys out there you never know about the 49ers. I mean, last year, it didn't look like they were going to make a move, and then they come up with Charles Aminahue, and Aminahue has been huge for this 49ers team in rotation. So I think they're going to, you know, if the price is right, why not? Get a proven commodity, somebody that can help your team. And if you feel like, you know, an edge rusher can help your team in a big-time way, why not go ahead and do it? Um, Sean says McKinnon is also carving out a nice role for himself in the Chiefs offense. Revenge game, LOL. I swear we are playing against a lot of former Niners. Yeah, it, it's weird over the years, Sean, how many 49ers usually play for the Chiefs and how many Chiefs usually play for the 49ers. It's one of the most interesting things, especially quarterbacks. If you went down the list, uh, so many quarterbacks played for the 49ers and the Chiefs. You know, you got Steve DeBerg, Joe Montana, Steve Bono, um, Elvis Gerback, Alex hey, Smith. Uh, there, it's it's tremendous how many different guys, and that was just off the top of my head. Um, and thank you so much, SG Sports Talk. Um, for for being a member i really really do appreciate that uh welcome to the cutback crew uh always much appreciated um yeah there's a lot that goes on with that and what is up sg i see you said hi in the chat i'm going through the chat so i'm gonna get to you for sure uh sean says lyman um and backs have to touch bolden on every play the guy is going to set the record for tackles this year uh bolden is doing a good job i mean he was one guy that stood out on film when i watched and I think that the 49ers can get to him, though. That It's one of those interesting things, right? Because Jake Brendel struggles when he gets somebody over his head in a zero tech. He's going to struggle with Chris Jones. But when he's able to get to second level, that's where he actually is the best uh, for him. And even then, it's not great. But uh, that's where he can go out and handle business with his athleticism and being able to maneuver his body to make second level blocks. So that is where you have to try to keep him, if you can, is on the move and getting things done. Uh, 40 hours faithful and what's up bv uh 40 hours faithful says uh greenlaw gonna smash mckinnon on a check down i would love that right I, let him get out in the flat and greenlaw and that's one of the great things about the 49ers their linebacker group is going to consist of drake greenlaw and fred warner because of how many times they're going to be a nickel which is going to probably be 90 percent of the time in this game if not more i think that greenlaw and fred warner can handle these running backs it's not easy going against jarek mckinnon uh, but they're going to understand who he is and what he wants to do and also what Andy Reid wants to do. Is it easy to figure out Andy Reid? No. 
Uh, he's very explosive. They make you use eye discipline with their motions. They try to reveal coverage with their motions. They try to make you think it's read option uh, by how they run their plays, even when it's not, even when it's a direct give, or when Patrick Mahomes looking to run play action. They'll make it look like an RPO, but it's not. They're trying to get a lot of movement from your defense by varying the looks. Uh, the key is Patrick Mahomes can have some tells, and if you can figure those out, it'll give you a better uh, you know, way to ham handle it. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, SG says, it was my birthday two days ago on the 18th. Well, congratulations, SG. Happy birthday to you. I really appreciate that. And, and what's up, Marvin? And then SG says, I love your show. I appreciate that, SG. Thank you so much. Roddy Montoya says, we need a tackle with Kinlaw. I'm with you. Uh, Indomitian Sue makes the most sense. It's just, is he going to fit in the locker room? I think with this, you, you would think, right, with the amount of uh, veteran leadership, including Armstead, Bosa, you know, Fred Warner, like Jimmy Ward, that's just on defense. You would be able to keep a guy like Indomitian Sue in line. And I think he'd want to come in and prove it. He could wreck people. Uh, so, I mean, to me, that still makes a, a, it still makes a lot of sense for me. Uh, but so far, the Warriors haven't been willing to do that. Maybe they know something else about Indomitian Sioux, or they know something else about Kinlaw, that Kinlaw is going to be coming back. Just not sure. Um, Ronnie Matoy says, is Danny Gray going to be activated this week? Hope we take a deep shot out of the gate and to open up the run. I don't know. I, I think this is another week where you might not see Danny Gray. And I know we want Danny Gray because he's going to be able to take the top off the defense and go vertical. Uh, but this is also a week where you need to be able to run the football at a high level. And one of the ways you run the football at a high level is by having receivers that can block. And getting a guy like Snead out there um, could be more important. He's a better blocker than Danny Gray. And I think that's part of the reason Gray isn't playing as much as is probably he should be and hasn't been activated as much is because his blocking hasn't reached that level yet. I know his route running hasn't reached that level yet that Kyle Shanahan wants. And when you get into these games where you're going to have to you know, go in there and really uh, work at it with the run game. You want guys in there that are going to get physical, and I don't think Danny Gray has showed that yet. It doesn't mean it won't change, um, but that's why he could be in, inactive this week. I hope he is. I hope he's active because I want to see him going down the field. I want to see him against his secondary for the Chiefs. Chiefs are very good tacklers. That's one thing they do pretty good from the film I watched against the Bills. They tackled very well on underneath plays, um, but they do make mistakes. And when they do, you can take a chance of it. Juju Smith-Schuster broke tackles and got a touchdown in the first game. So it can happen. WTM says, any updates on Elijah Mitchell return? Yeah, Kyle Shanahan said this week that Elijah Mitchell is on pace. There's been no setbacks for him to come back around the Chargers game. So um, look for them to somewhat open his window uh, probably during the bye week and for Elijah Mitchell to start working back. So that's good news. Um, he's walking around fine. I know that you know people have said they saw him. So Elijah Mitchell on target for that time. Um, Sean says, Ants, should we double with a guard to help Brendel? Yes. I think a lot of times if Jones is there, go ahead and double. Uh, and I think if you if you could have Brendel be the double guy, that's the best where he can you know push up the second level. But you're not always going to be able to handle that. One another way to slow down Chris Jones. And this is what I like to do with aggressive defensive linemen. I think Kyle Shanahan and Forrester have proven they'll do it as well, is wham him. So uh, make it so Brendel doesn't even block, right? Pull, trap, uh, get Brendel on the move, and then let somebody else block an interior defensive lineman and get Brendel up to second level where you have a big on a small. I think that's the best way to go about handling um, Brendel. You got to keep them confused. That way these guys don't know what they're getting, and they don't go as... as uh, fast with their penetration as they would normally. I think that is a, a good way to handle it. So 
Um, that's what I would do. I'd vary the the times that Brendel is actually going one-on-one. You don't want that to be very often. But we got to remember the 49ers have done pretty good in pass, but you got to be able to run the football. So that's how I would handle it. Um, but it's it's not an easy proposition whenever you have some sort of a weakness there, um, you know, in your interior offensive line. It just gets it gets tough. And 49ers says two is just too expensive. It's got to be that, right? Or somebody would have had him on the roster already. I don't know what he's asking for, um, but at some point, right, you're going to get halfway through the year. Maybe the money will make sense. Maybe Sue will come down from that, or this could end up being like Clay Matthews, where everyone kept thinking in 2020, Clay Matthews is going to come back. He's going to come back. He's going to land on a roster, and he just never did. He just was gone. So um, I think that is definitely possible. Uh, Sean says, change the count or zero traps could warrant against a zero tech. Yeah, exactly. Um, And that's one of the issues too, uh, Sean is is Brendel hasn't proven to be very good at snap uh, snapping the ball consistently on different counts. He had the snap infraction. He snapped it off uh, his butt before. There there has been some issues there. I wonder when Daniel Brunskill gets his chance. I think it could be uh, coming out of the bye week against the Chargers, but they're going to have to figure this out because uh, Brendel right now has been, I mean, not a complete liability, but there have been some plays that have definitely hurt this football team. So, yeah, it, it's tough. And and now I'm going to get into my wow, that's bold prediction for the week. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. My wow, that's bold prediction for the week. I don't know if this should be bold. It probably shouldn't as long as they execute but my wild that's bold prediction is that the 49ers aren't going to turn over the football on offense. No interceptions from Jimmy Garoppolo. No fumbles from this run game or wide receivers. I think the 49ers play a clean game in that department without turnovers. I think that is a, a bold prediction, which is it's sad to say at this point, but I think it is bold, and they'll, they're going to do that. They're going to make a clean game. They're going to put their best foot forward against the Kansas City Chiefs defense uh, that there should be opportunities like you know, Fortnite's faithful forever said there's opportunities against the second and third level of this defense. Um, there it's you know, there's not Tyron Matthew and Traverius Ward out there like it has been in the past. It's a different makeup of defense. The Fortnite's have to execute and take advantage of it. That's where that's where they've got to be able to win. So um, I'm hoping that's the case, and I think it can be. You know, I think Jimmy Garoppolo had one bad interception last week. I thought the one at the end of the half, he's trying to make something happen to Debo. Uh, but he's got to clean that up. You can't have those interceptions, especially at pivotal points in the game. So cleaning those things up are going to be good. SG says, what are your thoughts on the Carolina Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey signing with the 49ers? Well, it would be a trade. And I wonder how steep that price would be, SG, because uh, you know, right now the rumors are Carolina is looking for a first-round pick. I think Carolina is not moving off any of these guys without a first-round pick because you do want your team, even though you want to rebuild, you want your team to be enticing to another coach. You're a lot more enticing if you have Christian McCaffrey and Derek Brown and Brian Burns, especially if you want a defensive coordinator like D'Amico Ryans. If he can come in and be like, hey, I got Brian Burns on the edge. I got uh, Brown on the inside. Like You're feeling pretty good about your opportunity to build a defense around those guys. You're not just going to move them for pennies on the dollar. Um, So I think that, I mean, Christian McCaffrey sounds good at a vacuum. Like The skill set that he has fits with what Kyle Shanahan would do. But are you going to pay... You know, the draft capital price, you know, the money wise, it doesn't hurt you, but the draft capital price for Christian McCaffrey, I'm not sure if it ends up being a mid round pick. Yeah, do it. Why not pair him with Elijah Mitchell? 
that's one heck of a one-two punch. Having Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel on the field at the same time, wide back problems. So, I mean, in that case, you're you're thinking, yeah, for football standpoint, it makes sense, but it's always got to make sense financially uh, with not just money, but with draft capital as well. So that's something they got to get into for sure. 49ers Faithful says, bold prediction, Raven McLeod takes a punt to the house. I love that. Well done. Uh, if if that happens, number one, that would be impressive because Dave Taub and that uh, Chiefs uh, special teams has been fantastic for years. They've only given up one uh, touchdown return in the last 10 years. They are fantastic. So that would be huge. And boy, would that change the game. So I, I love that. that that's, a, that's a great bold prediction there. SG says, what are your thoughts on quarterback controversy in New England with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi? Um, I don't know if it's actually a, a quarterback competition. I think both players are pretty similar, but I think Mac will take over when he comes back. But I mean, Zappi's winning, right? So um, I'm, I'm sure that they'll figure that out. Uh, and yeah, 49ers Faithful says 40, our Panthers want the whole house for CMC. Yeah, I think so too, for sure. Uh, Sean says, Ants, do you see tight end, uh, see a tight end that we could get either in the draft or Frazier that could play opposite of Kittle? Um, you know, I haven't got into the draft yet. Uh, that's one thing I do as we start getting closer to January. I start getting in the draft. I've been watching, you know, a lot of college football, but actually breaking down the film. I haven't got there yet. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to say any names as far as uh, through the draft. Through free agency, I don't know. I think the one thing that's been interesting, interesting is I've heard uh, TJ Hawkinson mentioned in trade. I don't know if, if Detroit would move on from Hawkinson, uh, but I would love that pairing. And I think that there's going to be options um, at tight end. I just don't know what the Warriors are going to do in that department if they're going to be willing to pay someone. Um, but they definitely need another one. They have Tyler Croft coming back potentially from injury. He was limited in practice last week. Uh, he's limited again this week, but he was doing pretty good at the first part of the year before he got hurt. I think having him would be important. But yeah, I mean, finding a second tight end would be important. It doesn't look like Charlie Warner's going to be that guy. Ross Dwelly somewhat disappeared again. Uh, finding a tight end could be very pivotal. I thought they could have addressed it uh, two years ago in the draft. They did not. I thought with uh, Tommy Tremble, they did not. Uh, this year, there was other tight end options. I thought they were going to address it again. They did not. So for whatever reason, they haven't really went tight end route. Uh, but it might be time to do so because I think Kittle, even though I don't think he's falling off, he's definitely getting to the point of his career, right? Where it's going to start going the other way at some point. You need an heir apparent and pairing somebody with Kittle early on, um, you could get them ready. So I think it is coming up at some point. And Sean coming with the bold predictions. Niners run the ball for 275 yards and pass for 200. And we hold the Chiefs to 18 points. Ooh, that is really bold, and I love every second of it, Sean. That is fantastic. If that happens, the 49ers are winning this football game for sure. So well done there. And I'm going to be giving my score prediction here in a second. And so I am curious what everyone else's score predictions are. Leave them in chat right now. I'll read through those right before I give my score prediction because I want to see what everyone is thinking about this game. I think this game is going to be interesting. I think this is going to be a fun match. Uh, to watch. Uh, and and 40 yards faithful says, Sean, 475 yards of total offense. Super bold. You got to give the whoa. Oh, wow. That, that That's a bold prediction right there. And uh, Sean says, positive vibes. I love it. Why not, right? I mean, why not? I think that's that's so fun. Uh, Marvin says, maybe they should have selected Pitts instead of Lance. Would have solved the tight end issue. Uh, there was a lot of those rumors, right? And a lot of that conversation, like, hey, we're, they're going to go, they're going to go with Pitts and then 
um, figure something else. I thought for a second they could go Pitts and then, um, you know, get like Davis Mills. Uh, they, they did not do that, of course. They went with Trey Lance, and I like Trey Lance. I think he's got a lot of ability. We just haven't seen it yet. And we got a $5 super chat from Twisted Clown. Thanks so much, Twisted Clown. Says, honestly, believe it. Doesn't matter who we have. The system will suck if we swapped entire offenses with Kansas City. KC with our weapons would be explosive. I do think that Andy Reid would do explosive things with George Kittle and Debo Samuel and all of them. Uh, he could make things happen. The 49ers have to try to turn this around. Uh, Twisted Clown is, you know, you're 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 onto something as far as like they're just making big time plays with whatever weapons they have. Kyle's got to get to that, you know, and Kyle is different in the fact that Andy Reid will abandon the run game and just go completely pass. Uh, Kyle won't do that. Now, one thing I do want to take into account, though, is if you took just Patrick Mahomes and put him on the 49ers with this roster, you think that that would make the world of difference because Patrick Mahomes leading with these playmakers. I think that's the difference. Andy Reid has Patrick Mahomes. Kyle Shanahan does not. And I think uh, he was hoping Trey Lance is eventually going to be that kind of player. Um, so, and here comes the, the, you know, the score predictions, Ronnie Montoya, 27, 23 Niners, Marvin, 35 to 30 Niners and 49ers says 38, 35 gold wins it. I love that. And SG goes 52, 35 Niners. I love the 52. Uh, I love the high scores. Everyone is seeing that right now. I really, really appreciate that. Sean says, smash that like button. Yeah. Please smash the like button. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button. And Marvin says KC has Mahomes, makes a world of difference. It really does. And I'm going to give my score prediction right now. I think this is going to be an absolute tough one. But I think the 49ers are going to win this game 32 to 30. I think the 49ers get it, barely get it done 32 30. Uh, I don't know why I'm picking the 49ers to score so many points. I wouldn't normally say that that's the case, but I'm going to go ahead and go with that. Why not, right? 32-30, 49ers, and they get it done. I'm, I'm rolling with my guys. I think there's there's avenues to be able to attack this secondary. Even though I think the 49ers are going to have to run the football a lot, I think there's going to be opportunities. Who knows? And uh, Nicholas comes through with 42-45, Niners. High scoring. Yeah, I love the, love the predictions, the high scores. You got to love that. Well done, everyone in chat. And Twisted Clown says, Kyle would tell Mahomes to run up the A-gap. Oh, Twisted Clown, I love your uh, your humor. Um, I, I mean, I think that he would just absolutely let Patrick Mahomes air it out. I really do. Uh, I think if you put a, you know, I mean, look at what Matt Ryan did in Atlanta. Yeah, they ran the football, but Matt Ryan threw uh, for so many yards and they were absolutely explosive. So, I mean, Kyle has proven with the right quarterback, he can be having explosive offense so much, but I, I love where Twisted Clown came from. And Twisted Clown's getting a lot of love in chat which uh, he, you know, deserves. And, and 40 Hours Faithful says, need explosives. You're right, need explosives. And um, that's what the 40 are going to have to do. I just don't think this defense, the way it's currently constituted, is going to be able to hold the Chiefs, you know, under their, you know, their their 29-point uh, amount that they normally score. So my next thought is you have to score more points than them, and maybe this will be that game. And BV50 comes through with 40 Hours 27-24. That would be a fantastic game. And in fact, that's really... That's a really good score, BV, so it's going to be a good one. Nicholas says, I think Jimmy throws for 300. He threw for 290 last week. I think he's going to have a big game. I love that. Uh, I love the positive vibes from everyone in chat. Well done, you guys. Uh, 49ers faithful coming through solid with some great points. I love it. So thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. That is going to conclude the game preview show. 
If you guys want to hop on with me again, I'm going to be back on at 4 p.m. It's going to be a news update and Q&A. There's going to be stuff that comes out of practice. But come through with all your questions. Let's just have a fun conversation. I will go through all of them, and we'll have a lot of fun. But thank you, everyone, for coming through the preview show. Uh, really, really enjoy it. And uh, Sean says, off-the-topic question, Ant, but what other than the Niners' self-destruction, who do you see as our biggest threat in the NFC West? Honestly, I don't see a threat. I think the 49ers are their biggest threat. Uh, I think they, if they handle the Rams in a couple weeks, it's going to make it very difficult. They, they already have a win over Seattle, and Arizona seems to be falling apart earlier than ever. So that's kind of how I think it goes. But thanks, everyone, for watching. I'll catch you guys at 4 o'clock. Make sure you guys come through and join me. It'll be a good episode. But until then, stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers way. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.